0: The Thrivehood Podcast is a relevant life roadmap for boys and young men who want to thrive as they mature into manhood. I'll be your host, Tim Williams, and welcome to Thrivehood. Hey guys, Uncle Tim here, your host. Tips on buying your first used car. We're not going to be talking about new car purchases, nor are we going to really be talking about sort of planning leading up to the purchase. You know, getting a budget, finding out what your debt ratio is monthly, what's the monthly payment, are you going to have a co-signer for the loan, how are you going to get a down payment together. We're talking today specifically the actual car itself. So let's dive into this. So question number one, you found a car, you like it, you're like, man, I think this is it. The first question you would ask is, how many miles does it have on it? Important, right? Well, it's important only if you know what to do with that information. If you just walk up and say, how many miles does it have on it? And they give you 25,000 miles. Okay, great. I'll take it. That, That doesn't help you. Which leads me to my next question or my next tip. How old is the car? What's the model year of the car? That's important because if it's fairly new, but has high miles, you can tell this thing has been road hard and put up wet. Vice versa. If it's got a few miles, but it's older, it doesn't have necessarily as much wear and tear, even though that the vehicle is an older model. Let me, let me break this down for you. On average you're going to put about 12,000 miles on a vehicle. Give or take. Give or take 2 or 3 or 4,000 miles, okay? So if we have and I'll just make this easy, if we come across a car that's got 25,000 miles on it and the car is 2 years old, roughly 2 years old, that's that's good. That's standard. I can live with that. But we have two ends of the spectrum that might come into play. If it's got 25,000 miles on it and it's a 4-year-old car, well obviously it hasn't been driven much. That would raise a question. Hey, owner, why is this got so few miles on it? The opposite can be true as well, and that is, it's got 25,000 miles on it and it's a little over a year old. Well, this sucker has been driven into the ground. Man, it's it's got, you know, it's got 2 years worth of miles on it and it's only a year old. Mr. owner, Mrs. owner, why is it got so many miles on it? So those are some questions you want to think about and you want to ask. Tip number three, what kind of shape is it in? Talking, let us We're just talking the exterior, right? You're going to expect some dings and some dents as, as the model. And I'm assuming you guys listening, you're probably going to get a little older car, maybe five, six, seven, maybe 10 years old, which is fine. Absolutely fine. But does the exterior look okay? If you have some dents, some scratches, some chipping of the paint, some, you know, you might have a issue here or there. That's normal, right? It's going to be fine. If you have a car that looks brand spanking new, if it's a six-year-old or eight-year-old car and it looks like it's brand new, you might want to question that because that might lead to, is this thing been an accident? Because if it's been in an accident and it has, or if it's it's a salvage title as they call it, and it's basically been rebuilt, everything's been fixed on it, and you see that it looks like it's a brand new car from an exterior standpoint you want to ask questions about that. That that wouldn't be normal to have an eight-year-old car and it looks like it's just off the showroom floor, right? So that raises some questions. And of course, the interior. What? How does the interior look? Is it really just worn out? Don't sacrifice, don't compromise if you have a good-looking exterior, but it's absolutely just almost, you know, rat-infested on the inside. Or it looks like 10 cats have fought for a week in there and everything's ripped up. And also, be aware of of smoke. I got to tell you, I had a car that had someone had smoked in it and I never got rid of that smoke smell. I would shy away from that. I'm not slamming people who smoke. That's not what this is about. I'm saying you're going to have a very difficult time of getting rid of that smell if you get that car. All right. That leads us to where we at. Uh, Tip number four, does the vehicle have a lot of extra aftermarket or modification parts? If the upgrades are designed for racing, if maybe you're buying this from another guy that's around your age or, you know, early 20s or late teens, and he has put some performance parts on it, like maybe a performance camshaft or a very large air, cold air intake, or maybe a short shift kit. A short shift kit is where you actually can replace a manual transmission with a short shift and it actually shifts faster, shifts quicker. It's easier to to shift from one gear to the other. Or maybe there are tires. Take a look at the kind of tires. Maybe there's racing tires on it. What does that tell you? (laughs) Okay, may have low miles, may be a fairly decent shape, may have you know a fairly new three or four years old. You see all of these pieces on it, that tells you right off the bat, this dude might be uh, revving this engine, might be racing this thing all over the place. It's cool. I got to tell you, I would be impressed too. I have been drawn to those type type of cars as well. But that tells you how they're treating the car. You don't want that for a first car. You want a reliable, dependable car that you can know it's going to start when you need it to start. Also, if the upgrades are designed for off-road, right? If you've got, they've added a roll bar, if they've added lift kits, if they've gotten huge knobby tires on it, uh, then you start thinking in terms of, well, what has this thing been through? Especially Jeeps, right? Jeeps or Broncos or those sort of thing SUVs. Uh, you would start asking the question, why did you put all these aftermarket pieces on here? Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But for your first car, you, again, you want something that you want to minimize as many of the risk possible that this thing falls apart on you the minute you drive it off the lot or leave somebody's drive you know leave somebody's driveway if you're you know buying from a private seller which by the way i have no problem with buying from a private seller either is fine there are pros and cons to buying from a dealer versus a private seller but that's for another time okay where are we at number five check the vin history hey for 20 30 bucks you can go to carfax uh let's see insta vin i think's another one auto check i think's another one You can just find out if the title has been salvaged or not. That will be a big help. Uh, You might be able to get some uh, history on the car and get some information there. Also, something that I don't know a lot of people know, you can actually call the Consumer Affairs Department for that particular brand and give them the VIN, and they sometimes can have additional information that you might not get just by checking, like a Carfax, for example. I know with the car that I had, I was able to contact a dealer or a brand and found their, I was able to find their consumer affairs number and contact them. And I gave them the VIN. I says, can you tell me anything about this? They were able to tell me about the recalls, about any warranty, uh, any campaigns maybe that were out there, warranty campaigns, like I said, recalls. They could tell me a little bit about the history, if there was information on it that relates to previous accidents. So That's a good, good, uh, good tip there. You can find that out as well. Tip number six, who's selling the car? Who's selling the vehicle? What do you mean by that? Well, the person you're meeting with, especially if you are talking with a private owner, the first question, one of the first questions I would ask is, is this your car? They're going to tell you if they're honest, they would say, yeah, yeah, this is my car. Or they may say, well, no, I'm selling this for a friend, or, well, I'm selling it for my mom, or, well, I've, you know, they could say, you know what, I just, this is sort of a side business. I buy cars, I fix them up, uh, I get them in working order, and then I sell them. All of those answers require additional follow-up. We're not going to get into all of this today, but so all of those answers beg another question. If If it's his car or her car, great. If he or she's selling it for someone else, why? If they are a guy that uh, he's just a, you know, call him a shade tree mechanic where he'll grab a car every so often, fix it up and sell it for profit. Well, why does he do that? Where did he get this car from? What did he do to this particular car? I'm not necessarily saying that's always a bad, you know, a, a bad omen that this guy does that. But you need to get as much information as you can before you make that decision. Okay, and then also who's selling this vehicle is how many owners? Is he the owner, he or she the owner? Or is this the second owner or the fourth owner? Why is that important? Well, because the further down the line you go away from the original owner, the less history and information you're going to get on that particular car. Was it in a major accident? What all has been done to it? You aren't going to get a lot of information, which sort of leads us to the seventh tip that I have here, and that is where are the maintenance records? Does it have any maintenance records? Are you able to give me all of the records of the oil changes that were done? If there were any, you know, 25,000, 50,000, 75,000, 100,000 mile maintenance, where are those records at? If you can, if this person can easily provide that information, that's a really good sign. That tells you this individual has taken good care of it. If they can't, I'm not saying you shouldn't buy it, but again, Buyer beware. Okay, we are on number eight. Look at two things that are very important. Just look at them. I'll tell you why. Look at the tires and take a peek at the engine. You don't have to be an engineer or a mechanic in figuring out whether or not what you're looking at is going to be good or bad. Okay, here's what I mean look at the tires. You need to look at the tires to see if there's a good amount of wear and tear. I personally, this was several years ago, and I kicked myself, bought a used car, drove it. I had, a, I don't even know if it was three or four months, and I realized, I looked at one of the tires, and one of the tires was was getting bald, and I thought, wait a minute, did I? I look, and sure enough, I had to drop 600 bucks on a set of tires after I just bought the car three or four months ago. So check the tires. You don't want to be driving off a lot or driving away from a person's house and in two weeks have to be dropping six, eight hundred, a thousand bucks, depending on the type of car you've got, because you didn't check the tires. Be aware of that. That that could be a deal breaker. And just lift the hood on on the engine and look at it. Two reasons. One, that'll just tell the buyer, all right, this guy's, you know, he's looking it through. He's checking it out. What you want to look for is a dirty engine. That's it just, if it's fairly clean, fairly decent, you don't want to see rust anywhere. You don't want to see a bunch of dirt. You don't want to see leaves all in there. If that's the case, that could be an indication that this individual didn't really take the time needed to keep the engine clean. You might have issues. It could mean you've got mice or cats or some other type of animal, squirrels, could be building nests. Yes, I've heard of that happen. Could be building nests. This thing could have been sitting for six months or a year or two and the owner just got it and sort of cleaned it up a little bit and they they just need some extra money. So look at the tires, look at the engine. Ninth tip, where's the title? Where's the title? Does he or she own the title? Is it at title loan? (laughs) Okay. Is it a title max? Think about that, right? You want to know where that title is. Do they have it? Or is this car still in a loan? Maybe there, maybe this car is still on file with a bank. And so you know, you're going to have to coordinate getting that squared away. And then lastly, of course, you're going to test drive the car. Here's just a few tips. Check the brakes make sure when you're driving the car and, and drive it a little aggressive a few times and slam on those brakes. Don't be afraid. Okay. You, you're the one that's going to be having this car for the next two, three, four, five years. You need to make sure the brakes work well. Test the steering, make sure the steering turns. When you're driving the vehicle, for a period of time, I know one of the big deals, one of the first things you guys are going to want to check is the radio. You're going to check the stereo. You want to see if that subwoofer is pounding out the tunes, right? I get it. I get all that. But check that in and of itself. You know, you can check it while you're driving or while you're sitting. But turn the stereo off and drive it a while. Listen for noises, grinding, whistles, tapping noises, any kind of noises that you hear, if you hear something, you need to ask the owner about that. What is that? What's the situation? If you can actually see what he's talking about, oh man, it's you know it's a it's a loose. I got a loose part here. Um, some of the uh, the underskirting here has come loose, and it just needs a, a, a little screw. And if he can show you and you can see it, great. Okay, uh, and then also test every and all switch. Levers, push buttons, test it all. Test everything. Don't just push a couple things. Don't go into this, guys, sort of uh, attentive, sort of a a little bit uh, afraid to really mess with the car. This is going to be your vehicle. You need to check everything out. Close and open all of the doors, the back hitch. Pull up, make sure there's a spare tire in there. Is it, and is it aired up? Again, you want to look for any signs that something just doesn't seem to look right. So there you are, 10 tips to help you buy your next used car. I hope that was helpful, guys. And listen, as I said in the beginning, this is a big step for you. Take ownership, take responsibility as you begin to move into freedom in your life. Also learn that comes with higher responsibility. Until next time, guys, stay strong.